What's up, everybody? Clint Esposito here. We're going to go over the Detroit Supercross results. Round 10. Hello, hello. Last night was a very um, exciting race, interesting race, heartbreaking race a little bit. Um, we'll get right into the big uh the big things that happened last night first one is the heat race um <clears throat> debacle clash whatever you want to call it between teammates hayden danger boy deegan and jordan smith okay first off jordan is obviously way faster right here um it's like why this is heat races. Three minutes left. Okay, so it's like, whatever, six-minute heat race. Is that what they are? Um, so you're like halfway through, and you decide you're going to hold up your teammate who's, you know, kind of in the points here. Um, what the hell is going on? What is going on with these two? Why? I mean, I'll, honestly, I'll just say... Hayden has been very aggressive with all of his teammates. I would say he's been more aggressive with his teammates than he has anybody else, right? He ran into Jeremy Martin a couple times. I think him and Nate Thrasher have gotten close, and now him and uh, Jordan Smith. It's like he wants to race his teammates harder than anybody else. Maybe because he wants a top spot on the team? I don't really know. But it's definitely interesting. I mean, here, like, he just impedes his progress, right? And he, he does kind of turn off of him. It's almost like he thought he was going to go down. Because see how he looks? He he, cr he crowds him real hard, accelerates, and then look, he goes, oh shit, he's still there. So now in the next one, once again, he's look how hard he's braking. He's braking so that Jordan is going outside. He's trying to square up underneath him. Hayden can tell that, so he jams on his brakes to uh, stay on the inside, and then Jordan's like, okay, I'll just try and go around the outside. Why didn't Jordan brake harder? Like, right here, he looks over and he sees him. He can see he's clearly going to dive inside him. I mean, he's probably already on the brakes as hard as he can, looks like it. He does let off and go all the way to the outside. Why would you do that? I would have just tried to break as hard as possible and stay to the inside so he couldn't get back underneath you. I mean, any of this is still like, why is this even going on in a heat race between teammates? So then Hayden obvious. Oh, sorry. Then Hayden obviously uh, here. He gets up underneath him and then makes a beeline right for him. He's not trying to just pass him. He definitely makes a beeline for his front end. Stands him up. And now this one, Jordan's just pissed off at this point, and he should have just chilled a, a second because, like I always say, you got to be, look at where he hits him, foot peg. You know, his fork is basically in line with his foot peg, maybe a teeny bit behind. And like I say, when you hit somebody that far back, it's just going to do this. Look, he's trying to stand himself up now and turn back into it, but he can't turn into it because Hayden's bike is there. So, this is a perfect lesson of why you always hit people. 
If he had been all the way up front here, I think you can see my pointer. If he had had another half a bike and he could have had his handlebars at least in front of Hayden's handlebars, he would have taken him down. Um, but you cannot run into the side of somebody's bike like that. And I understand he was pissed off, but we all know what happened with Jordan after this. He doesn't make it into the main in the LCQ either. So now uh, I think I will look at the points, but um, it did not help him out any. That's for sure. Um, so he did that. Then also, also in the main, like I was saying, he got um, kind of tight in there with uh, J-Mart. He did pass J-Mart and got, uh, I think, third. But um, seems a lot of unnecessary roughness there with teammates. I don't know what the issue is. I'm not really that mad at him. Uh, I do think it's weird. I do think that probably um, you're going to have to chill out a little bit. I brought this up before. Um, I love that he's aggressive. The problem is once you get to a point of like, and I'll bring these two guys up again. Michael Lassie and um, the big guy that came from Arena Cross, the bear. Bowers. Bowers. Tyler Bowers. Okay, when Tyler came from Arena Cross, cross to Supercross, the first uh, season, he was super aggressive. He was taking people out. He was finishing well. Same thing with Alessi. When Alessi was super aggressive, he was doing well. Once the internet got all up in arms about them being aggressive and they shit on them so much that they were like, I don't want to take this heat from the internet, so I'm going to ride less aggressive. Those guys never really did anything again after that. So I will say this, the fact that Hayden um, had that in the heat race and then still came out and did as well as he did in the main and rode aggressive shows signs for his mental toughness and the fact that he probably is either able to deal with the criticism online or just doesn't listen to it at all. And I think it might be the latter. He just doesn't listen to any of it. But um, let's hope he can find the sweet spot in between being too aggressive and then being a pushover because there's definitely um, an area in there. But, I mean, he's obviously got the speed. He's got uh, the mindset, like, to go and to win and to fight. So, that's good. So, as long as he doesn't get, um, you know, scared off by the media scrutiny, which I'm sure he's getting right now. Me too, even. You know, I said in the short video I did about it, which, which you know, the necessity of Jordan's takeout is a five because screw Deegan in that situation, and I agree. And I don't mean him as a person, but I just mean that scenario there was a bit much. That's all. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but also, um, Hunter looking to be unstoppable, obviously, other than... Except if you're at a triple crown, then maybe not so good. But luckily there's only like, what, two triple crowns? So, um, and I think he'll have big enough points lead. So, yeah, Hunter's looking amazing. I, I don't see anybody's going to beat him. You know it's going to be really awesome? East-West shootout, which I think is happening in New Jersey to tell you the truth which I'm very excited about, but that's going to be awesome to see Hunter and Jet go at it. I'm excited to see that. 
Okay, now let's go to the 450s. So I have in my notes here, one AC hole shotted, hole shotted, I don't know, got the hole shot. Um, and that was amazing to see. He looked really good. I would say that his fitness is probably just lacking at this point because speed-wise, he was awesome. He held those guys out all, ugh, up for a while. There was just a freight train coming of, like, basically the people that have been top five every single weekend. So, understandable that he um, dropped back there. The other thing is Tomac come up, comes up past his web. And then Webb basically just um, hitches a ride, uh, stays within striking distance from Eli. I don't know if Eli ended up making a mistake or what, but um, Cooper challenged him and got back around. And Eli has this issue where I, I don't remember exactly what race it was, but there was another race where he, um, maybe it was chase or something somebody he caught up to him maybe even been web i don't know this is a terrible story but anyway he caught the leader he um challenged him and then once they don't roll over and let him by and he can't just pull away he kind of doesn't have that fight in him he's not like uh a hayden or a or a barsha where he's gonna throw down no matter what the deal is so I do feel like push comes to shove. If you start getting into Eli, he's just going to let you go. He's going to let you have it. So that is a little bit of a, you know, chink in the armor there. But, um, yeah, I mean, he needed to get around Cooper this week and just at least finish in front of him and get the points lead back. But now he's lost a couple more points. Um, I'd have to, we'll have to look at what places they finished because obviously... If it's like first, second, second, third, you lose more points than you do if it's three, four, four, five, like that. Um, uh, I've also said this. Sexton was in the perfect position for him because I think when he gets out front by himself, he over-focuses. He, like, focuses too close in front of him, and that's why he makes the mistakes. Being in second for that long, he and actually charging through the pack. So uh, Sexton rode an amazing race. He came from like eighth or something up to second. He passed all the necessary people. And he had something to focus on, which was um, Plessinger. So he didn't get inside his own head and then make a mistake. And he may have even been just like, I'm going to ride around for second. I mean, although I don't think so because he was reeling Plessinger in uh, little by little. But I mean, I think Aaron had enough time to not feel the pressure. You know, it's like what I was talking about, Roxon uh, and Barsha deal, where he uh, Barsha finally got close enough that Roxon had to change his lines to ride defensively. Sexton was not that close to Aaron to make him actually have to change his lines yet. So I think he could have held it on. I think it was just a momentary lapse of whatever, you know, like he just tried to stand through that rut versus sitting is what he said in the post race. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a, that's not a mistake. That's just like, I mean, it is a mistake, but it's not like, 
you get into that stuff and then, I don't know, you think, why not just stand up through it? But everybody was upset about that one, myself included. I'm like, God damn it, what do I have here? Okay, so we're going to go out over that very um, instance right there. We're going to go over Aaron's crash. Yeah. Okay, so we got it pulled up. He just goes, same line he'd been taking. But like I said, he stood up instead of... Uh, Instead of sitting sitting down. I don't know if maybe those people being in front of him. If he's trying to get around them. Or what the deal was. Um, I don't know why that would make you stand versus sitting. I don't think that's probably. Like I said. I think he just didn't think about it. And it was just like. I don't know. You don't think very much about those little instances. Until something like this happens. So, yeah, he no-footed knacks it. It was a beautiful no-footed knack. Look at the pop he got out of that thing. He got great pop for such a small jump. That was pretty good. I would have... Listen, I don't think I did no knacks that big ever. That would have been awesome. But then he just lands here and gets the old... He can't do anything because he's, like, kind of leaned back. So then he gets the old whiskey throttle. And uh, this is the part that hurts. He tries to... He tries to duck and roll... But um, the way his, his butt wasn't high enough that he could actually get himself tucked over. So he just kind of like tucked head first into the friggin' thing. Ah, such a bummer. Um, let's see if they show the, another angle. There you go. Sick no neck. Going indie. Decides to pull it back. Whiskey throttle. And then this is the kind of got him in the back of the head there. In any event, bummer, dude. Such a bummer. Um, and then Sexton, like I said, good for Sexton. He was there, didn't have the pressure, didn't have to lead, didn't have to worry about people coming from behind. He didn't have time to think about any of that or make a mistake. So that was great for Sexton. This is what Sexton needed. Hopefully, and I said this when he got his first win, but hopefully he just sees how that happened and he chills a little bit and sometimes you don't need to be the fastest you just need to be there ask uh cooper webb cooper webb has won championships and tons of races on not being the fastest but just being there if anything could go wrong it's motocross supercross stuff like this happens last minute so uh yeah you just gotta be in it to win it at the end and Sexton plenty of times has put himself in the position and then not won. And I will say this, the only person not upset, like if you saw the podium speech, I should have it pulled up. But if you saw the podium speech of Sexton, Aaron crashes and, and Sexton's just like the only guy in the building that doesn't feel bad for Aaron. Because guess what? He knows what Aaron's feeling at that moment like seven times. <laughs> Eight times. Like, he is the only one in there that's like, that sucks, Aaron, but, uh, you know, I'm going to take the win, my friend. Finally, the chips fall in Sexton's favor. Um, just happens to be Plessinger, dude. Like, huge bummer. All right, so in the 250, the, um, this is... 
points. Okay, this is just the race results. Hunter Lawrence, Nate Thrasher, Hayden Deegan did get the third. Jeremy Martin, they decided not to list that Jeremy Martin is on a Yamaha here for some reason. I don't know why. And Chris Blos gets a fifth on that uh, Pro Circuit Kawasaki. He's definitely getting, uh, getting used to it, so that's good. Um, and in the 450... Like we said, Chase Sexton finally gets his win. Oh, and then it says 20, 19 points because he got docked 7 points for the jumping on a red cross flag when Dean Wilson was down. So, Chase still gets the win, still helps his confidence, but, again, doesn't get full points, doesn't help him... You know, like, catch up in the point standings. Still, like, heartbreaker for him. Uh, Chase Sexton, Cooper Webb, Eli Tomac. That's good. He got a third. Justin Barsha, Ken Roxon. So, it's good that Tomac fought his way back around Justin. But he really needed to get Cooper for the overall point standings. And just not to give Cooper too much confidence. Because we know what happens when Cooper gets too much confidence. I wonder if we can find the points real quick so that I don't have to search around. Here we go, standings. All right. Cooper Webb, 225. Eli Tomac, 222. Three points back. So he lost another two points um, from second to third because he was one point behind before. Chase Sexton is now 17 back. He would have been 17 points. He would have been 10 back. So that's almost doubled it. Ken Roxon's 43 points back. Jason Anderson, 45. Barsha Plessinger is in 7th now. 61 points back. And he basically did not... Did he not finish? Or did they... He may have been up... Uh, a lap on some guys so we still may have the main event starting lineup why can't I see the why can't I see the results that doesn't make any sense why that's really weird they have the starting lineup, but not the finished positions. Let's just go back to where we were. All right. Now, let's see what they gave Plessinger. Okay. So, he... Where the hell is he on here? Okay, seventh. So, he still got seventh. There's an X there. Oh, that's for the whole shot. Um, yeah, so we still got 70th lap far enough up into the field to get 7th, so it's not like a full DNF, which is interesting, right? It's like he did not finish. But he still completed more laps than other people, so they give it to him. That's weird. You would think that it would just be whatever. But anyway, he gets 7th. So, uh... That's good. I mean, I guess at least he didn't get last. But, um, all right, everybody, that is it. Oh, also, uh, side note, Roxon looks good. 
he didn't win, obviously. I, I don't think, I think it's unreasonable for people to think he won one race and now all of a sudden he's going to just like start clicking him off. Coming from where he came from, I think if you had maybe a Cooper Webb that finally found the speed um, that's been like 2-3 the whole time, and then all of a sudden he finds extra speed, I think maybe, yeah, he can go on a run and start clicking wins off. But for Roxon to go from where he was, a 7th, 8th place person, to all of a sudden being, you know, fast enough to contend for leads and being top, you know, five, which is only two positions from seventh or eighth, but whatever, you know what I mean? Um, I think he, I think he's going to build and get closer to the front consistently as the year goes on, which is good. So, uh, that's my take on, um, Detroit 2023. Oh, also in my preview, I said that the I thought that the Detroit dirt was a little softer than it is. Obviously, it's got a hard base. It does break off, and now you get that loose stuff on top. But um, the base is much softer. I would say probably what I was saying about the whoops and being able to cut lines in will probably pertain more to Seattle because Seattle's a very like um, soft black dirt. It kind of uh, ruts out easy. So. It will probably break down. Whoops will probably break down. If there's a track where you think Aaron Plessinger may have a shot, it would probably be Seattle because it gets nice and deep ruts. Having said that, it is weird that a rut bit Plessinger because normally you're like, he's the rut guy. And even beyond that, it wasn't even a ruddy track necessarily. It was more of a hard track. So I would just go out on a limb and say that... Um, Aaron is just really good when the tracks are tough, no matter if it's because they're ruddy, because it's wet, because it's hard and slick. Um, those GNCC guys ride courses, like they don't go through and groom the whole course. So they're just riding whatever the dirt is, if it's hard pack, if it's soft, if it's ruddy, blah, blah, blah. I think that he's probably just not as blazing fast as those other guys on a clean track. If you have a groom track, I think that um, Aaron's not as good as when a groom tacky track, let's say, uh, versus once the conditions break down and it's slick, it's hard, it's wet, it's ruddy, all of a sudden Aaron is much better at riding those weird surfaces. So let's hope that um, Seattle, if he could come back after that and then win Seattle place would friggin lose its mind <sighs> whether it's seattle or whatever let's just hope aaron gets his win he better not pull a a guy cooper and just never have a win in his career we can't have that another fan favorite doesn't win we don't want that we want aaron to get the win so all right guys leave your comments um yeah and uh, please, if you're watching this, if you made it this far, please subscribe. Helps me get to where I can monetize this bitch. Make a couple cents. Because I'm not making that much. Anyway, whatever. Uh, check out nanobella.com. Check out uh, herosoapcompany.com. Nanobella, you can get 15% off with code CLINT15. That's for all your aches and pains, swollen joints, precursors, CBD. And uh, Hero Soap Company is a soap made in the United States. And they support veterans. It's owned by veterans. You can get 10% off with the code uh, CLINT. Just CLINT. All right.
Manny for real.